Well, I'm into statistics. What about you? I like looking at different statistics all around Australia, all around the world about different things. Now, there's one statistic that I find particularly striking. Firstly, the statistic that you're more likely to have a car accident on the way to the airport than actually be injured in an aeroplane crash. That's the first statistic. Can't even say the word. The second statistic... Statistic. The second statistic Let's that just I... make that clear, it's not sadistic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> statistic. And you can hear today we've got some guests. Uh, the second statistic that I find fascinating is that 100% of human beings will die. Now, that's confronting and we're going to talk today about organising your affairs before you check out. We can't do this episode without the help of Sky Wealth. And it kind of goes hand in glove. One of our financial foundations is to get your insurances in place, is to have your wills and estate planning sorted. So make sure that you've got your death cover in place, your income insurance in place, and make it a priority to talk to Sky Wealth to organise your personal insurances. They can be paid from super. You can reach out to Sky Wealth, 15-minute conversation, and they'll point you in the right direction. I'm joined today by Aaron Henry and John Pigeon. We're talking about wills and estates. My name's Glenn James, and this is Money. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Radio, Aaron, you're a practicing legal professional here in New South Wales. We'll put Aaron's details in the show notes if you want to get your will sorted, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But first question I want to ask Aaron, what happens if someone dies without a will in place? So if someone dies without a will in place, obviously they have no say about where things are going to end up and it just will be distributed in accordance with the intestacy laws. So on the laws that govern where things will pass um, and there's certain categories it'll go here if there's no one in that category down here down here down here up there eventually it will end up with the government I think that's a big misconception that people think that if you die without a will it automatically goes there sometimes that's fine sometimes you're happy with everything to go to your spouse or your kids um, but sometimes making a will can be more about what you don't want so it's probably the same most states because we know that wills and intestacy laws, is that how you would say mm. it, um, are state-based. Yep. We'll just speak to New South Wales because that's what you're an expert in. Is it like the step down? So if someone was married with two kids mm-hmm. and they didn't have a will and they had a house and they died, the, the state-based kind of built-in will yep. would say that it would go to the spouse first as opposed to their next of kin like their parents or brothers or sisters? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, It will go to their spouse as long as their children are children to that spouse. Mm. So if their second relationship, it's going to get divvied up a little bit differently where the children from the first relationship will also be recognised as the spouse. But if it's just you and I, Glenn, and we've just got kids together, it'll pass to you. And there's no 
I suppose grey area if the, regardless of the kids' ages. So if they're adults no. versus kids. No. So they just won't get it until they are of a legal majority. It's funny, like we're two minutes into the conversation <laughs> and it's just like get a will. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And yeah, well, you what? just want as much control as possible. Yeah. And, and why do you think a lot of Australians don't get wills? Is it because they're single and there's nothing to pass on or they think uh, – Blase about it, we'll work it out. Blase, I think about it, probably think I'm not going to die for ages, I don't need to worry about it. Um, Another thing is like, oh, well, I don't own anything, I don't need one. Got no assets. Got no assets, all of that sort of stuff. I reckon a real thing as well for some people, because I had this thought before I had my will and documents drawn up, it's like, if I get a will... I'll probably I'm die. die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an and omen. I mean, I will, yeah. <laughs> uh, but hopefully not for a while. Yep. That's another thing. But just on, and we've got a heap of questions from the Facebook group here, but just on this whole, we'll just talk to single people at the moment. Mm-hmm. You might be a young professional, you rent, you don't have a spouse, you don't have kids. Mm. I kind of have said, sure, forget the will, whatever but get the power of attorney document. Yep. But then also, well, if you're going to do that, just get both and move on with your life. That's pretty much what I say to people. If they come in to do a will, even if they're young, do a power of attorney, do your appointment of enduring guardian all at the same time. Yes, best case scenario, you'll never need them. Maybe you'll see, you know, signs of dementia will start and you can get them in place before that happens. Worst case scenario, you have a stroke. Mm. You get hit by a bus. There's any number of reasons why you could walk out of here today. My cousin had a stroke in her yeah. early 40s. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My and mum did as well. at the hospital, mm. there was a 16-year-old next to her in the stroke ward mm. who'd also had a stroke. So it does happen. It does happen. Mm. So you're kind of trying to prevent those unexpected events. Mm. And you've been in the game a while. It's not your first rodeo. Do, are you seeing the trend changing? Are you seeing more young people coming in to get their wills and estates sorted? Look, I have since I started my business, but that's a lot of people that I know. They're like, okay, cool. I know you. I'm going to come in and get it done. So I have seen that, but I think it's great. Just get it done. Set Mm. and forget. Yeah. And then, you know, even if you're young, you probably don't need to revisit it until you get married, until you have kids, but at least you've got something there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And and I suppose the misconception is, well, I feel if something changes in my life, mm. I have to go and redo it? Yep. Like, can you just explain what goes on there? If someone buys a new asset or, or something changes or have a new child or something, yep. what, what's happening Generally, there? those big life events, you get married, you get divorced, um, you have another child. Assets, not always, um, because if you're just leaving everything, everything I own is going to be divided equally between my kids. It's not going to matter whether you buy or sell an asset. But obviously, if you're gifting that asset, if you own a property and I'm leaving that to you, John, and then I sell it and I buy something else, we'd want to update it then to make sure that it's all still going to flow how we want right. it to. Yeah. Can we just talk about some general definitions before we move on? Mm. Uh, wills, effectively that. This is my last will and testament. Mm-hmm. Giddy up, baby. <laughs> um, the second <laughs> is the enduring power of attorney. Yep. Talk to us about that document, when it might be used. So that is a document that lets you appoint people to make legal and financial decisions for you. So operating your bank accounts, paying your bills, selling your real estate, um, anything legally and financially that you guys can do, short of doing a will for someone and mm. marrying someone to someone, that's literally where that stops. 
anything else they can do. It's a pretty important person, isn't it? Yeah. Well, my best friend, Tim Cooper, is my power of attorney. Mm. Yeah. Because I made the view, and we can talk about the other documents, that I want my family to worry about Glenn the person, care and all that if I can't function. Mm -hmm. And I just want to remove any clinical administration type tasks from them to give to Tim. Yep. Um, that was just the view that I had. So it is a trusted person. Yep. So Tim could go to his bottom drawer, grab my, grab the POA document that he has. He could walk into Commonwealth Bank tomorrow, sign up for a credit card in the name of Glenn James and go and use it. Depending I mean, he'll on. do hard time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the depending on? <laughs> when does it commence though? Uh, it's enduring. Yep. And so enduring, enduring means that you lose capacity, that document continues. Yes. If you do a general power of attorney, that document stops at that point where you lose capacity. But in your enduring power of attorney, you can either have Tim Cooper acting immediately or you can have Tim Cooper only acting if and when a doctor gives a certificate to say Uh, that you can't do your stuff. Okay, it is a full one. Or whatever that means. The full thing is. Yeah. yeah, it's the whole. So, so while Glenn's fit and well. <laughs> still not answering my question. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's active now. It's active now. Yeah, because okay. if That's I'm brave. overseas, overseas. Yep. and right. I need something sorted. Yep, and, you can do it. And this is, that's actually a good point you make, Erin. The garden variety person might not need one until that person is not, is it compassmentous? Yeah. Yep. Just can't manage, yeah. Can't function. And a doctor needs a give, to give a certificate. Yeah. Um, but why wouldn't you make it now? Like, because you don't, you don't want to do this thing retrospectively, do you? No. I think what you're saying is, are you saying why wouldn't you just make it active Correct. ASAP? Yes. Well, that's a trust thing and a yeah, control and, thing. And a lot of people don't want somebody else managing their affairs if they can still do it themselves. But, but isn't the, I suppose the, uh, what's the word for it? Um, Glenn's fit and well. Mm-hmm. So Barely. T- <laughs> well, yeah. well, a hybrid version of those two, yeah. right? So Tim, Tim legally can't go and use that. He can. No, he can. He can, he can. yes. Yep. So Glenn, when Glenn's done that document, Glenn has specified when that document is to come into play. And there's a number of different options that you choose at the time of putting that document into place as to when it's going to come into effect. Mm. So, you know, one of the things that I might say to some of my older clients is 100% you are still mentally okay, Mm. but physically it's probably easier to send your son or your daughter or whoever you're appoint down to the bank to do all that running around stuff for you. I've got full um, over my parents. Actually, it's joint with my sister, which I probably need to review that because we're in different states. That's not very practical. Yeah, Yeah. not anymore. Yeah, Yeah, not now. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you choose active now? Uh, If I am overseas or if I'm interstate or just because for me there's a high level of trust, Mm. so I don't actually care. Mm. Um, and you also just, have a lot of things going on. Yeah, and, you know, I'm a business owner, yeah. I employ people. Yeah. I mean, sure, if I was an employee, young, fit and healthy, I might just do, as Aaron suggested, this is active when Glenn is not functioning and there's a doctor's certificate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's a real, that's a good win there. So mm. the power of attorney, literally the power to do everything except marry you <laughs> or make a will for yes. you. <laughs> Very powerful document. And and to go an extra level on that, if it's not active now Mm -hmm. and Glenn's overseas, Mm -hmm. what are the implications of that? Can't use it. Can't use it. At all. So what's the the fallout? Nothing gets signed or executed on my behalf. Having a 
document in place. Now, question for John, do you and Amy have one? Because I've just made a note of this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's probably. Thanks for coming in, Erin. (laughs) And it's probably a question for Erin. With the power of attorney documents, generally spouses would have one over each other. Each other first, yeah. And I believe that's what it is right now. Yeah. But I'm going home to check later today because, yeah, it's important, isn't it? Yeah. And and just finally, before we move on to the Guardian Mm. uh, document, in terms of wills, there's never a case where you'd have a joint will with somebody or is it best practice just each individual re- yep. regarding whether you're married yep. in a thruple relationship and there's three of you, I don't know, like... <laughs> <A> thruple. <laughs> you, you wouldn't, you just no. just have your own will. Yep. And then talk about if you have a, a spouse come in and there's a couple, mm. um, they've got their own wills but they... Uh, is it mirror or mirror, something? Yep. Yeah. So just talk to us so about that. So generally that's, you know, would just be something like each to the other and then to the kids yep. um, with maybe some fallback provisions in case the kids are young and something happens to them all at the same time or something mm. awful like that. Yeah, sweet. So we've talked about the will, we've talked about the power of attorney and yep. the third document is? Appointment of Enduring Guardian. Yeah, so what is that? It's health and lifestyle decisions. Right. So deciding when Glenn's going to go into a nursing home. <laughs> Hey, if they feed and accommodate <laughs> me, take me next week. Yeah. Um, also consent um, or decline consent to medical and dental treatment on someone's behalf. You can also organise personal services to come into their house and do all that sort of stuff, only when they can't do that for themselves. But that document, sure, it isn't as pressing as a power of attorney and a will, but if you're doing the two, just get them all and move on just with your life. Just get them all and move on with your life. Mm. And generally that's what I will say because people – don't come in to me and say, I need one, two, and three. They mm. come in and say, I need a will. And I'll say, great, while you're here and you're doing that, maybe think about this and this. Yep, I appreciate you're still young, all of that sort of stuff. But if you do it now, it's done. Hopefully you'll never need it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people in getting into the weeds contest these wills, don't they? Yep. And is it, is it bitterness? Is it, is it greed? Like all those things? Like what is it, or is it the will not being set up correctly in the first place? It's a whole bunch of things, John. It can be the will's not set up um, properly, but also too, when you're looking at contesting a will, it's based on the circumstances as at the date of death. This is in New South Wales. I'm not going to talk about any other states. So if you've done a will 20 years ago and you set it up where you think that this is an adequate split between your children, it might not be equal, anything can happen. Mm. And so in that case, would you just check in every few years, like, or, or as you said yeah, before, so. a major change in your life, yep. like it's a yep. it's a note in your diary to say, go Just and update and this. and review it, yeah. yeah. And I do send clients a checklist mm. that says, um, you know, once a year, consider all of these things and if any of them have changed, then you might want to come in and yeah. update it. Are there any cases where a will is invalid? Yep. Can you rattle some off? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So things like understanding it. Um, if somebody has got dementia and somebody sticks a will under their nose and says, sign this, all of those kinds of things. So that's why, and I think we'll probably touch on this. Yeah, in the questions. In the questions, but that's why it can be so important to get a lawyer to do it because we do test for capacity and all of that sort of stuff. We've got file notes there that say, uh, you know, there's certain tests that we do to make sure they understand it, all of that kind of thing. Um, it cannot be signed properly. It can be someone can do it under coercion. Mm. So at least 
least if you're coming to see a lawyer, you've got somebody that's taking good notes of all of that sort of stuff so that if those things are raised later, you've mm. got stuff there that can rebut it. And then you talked about updating your will when life circumstances happen. Mm. Uh, if someone was to remarry, mm-hmm. does that make their existing will void? Divorce does. Yes, okay. And marriage does. Okay. Certain aspects of a will. Yes. So you should always come in um, whenever either of those things happen. And I think, you know, most family lawyers that I know will give that advice when they're doing property settlements for people. Yeah. Um, certainly in a firm where you've got those multiple... Mm, disciplinary things. <laughs> disciplinary things. Um, yep, cool. You've done this. You need to update your will. Go and see so-and-so. Yeah. Question, well, it's more of a FYI for everyone. Like my parents' wheels, mm. like they're knocking on seventy's door, right? Yep. And I think they got their wheels when my sister and I were born. Well, I think I think I'm even mentioning the will. So obviously, post 1984 ish. Mm. Now, their wills still valid. However, it's a question for you that Mum actually asked in the Facebook group about the state. Yes. Mm. So Mum and Dad recently moved to Queensland. What to, is it still valid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so if they died in Queensland and had a will that was executed or whatever you call it in New New South South Wales, Wales, that would be – and if there was a dispute or if I wanted to get rid of my sister and get all the money, Mm -hmm. like would we do that in a Queensland court? Depends where the assets are. Okay. Yep. They're in Queensland. So assuming they own a house – yes. Assuming they own property and all that stuff in Queensland – it would be. Okay. But that's where it gets interesting, uh, especially on that New South Wales-Queensland border mm-hmm. where there's so many people that move north to retire but still own assets in New South Wales about what um, – yeah. and there is minor differences in the laws, particularly around um, people that – categories of people that can contest. Mm. It's slightly different in Queensland. It includes stepchildren, for example, whereas New South Wales It's the cool and gutter rule. It's the cool and gutter rule. Yeah. And what about overseas? Oh, I don't think we should. Do you want to open that can of worms? Or Yeah, yeah. You would need to get your own advice on mm. individual circumstances. Yeah. yeah, And I don't think we'll touch on the overseas stuff because, you know, 95% of listeners here are probably living and residing in Australia. And owning assets in Australia. Yeah. yeah. And yep. um, if you do have complex estate planning needs, yep. which includes multiple states, multiple countries, Look, just, the podcast ain't going to help you. <laughs> no. And just on that too, sometimes you don't know it's complex yes. until you get that advice um, and then someone will tell you it's complex. But interestingly enough, on my parents' will, a mm. um, couple of years ago when we set up the power of attorney with my sister and I, mm. I'm like, oh, should we get Rod to redo the um, the will and make me executor? Mm. Because Uncle Adrian, Dad's brother's the executor. And he's like, no, nah, it doesn't really matter. Like, Uncle Adrian's a friendly. Like, don't spend the money. Just yeah, leave right. Adrian as the executor of Mum and Dad's will. Yeah. So, and I'm happy with that. I mean, I'll probably be doing it with him by proxy anyway. Yeah, assuming there's a fallback because if there, Uncle Adrian's... Yeah, there isn't. So, okay. we probably do need to readdress that. Mm. So, talk to us about fallback provisions Yeah, so um, in terms of executors, you would obviously put your best choice first, um, but then you'd have one or two fallbacks after that in case they can, particularly in a situation where it's your dad's brother, because as dad's getting on in age, so is Uncle Adrian. Um, And it might make more sense for you and Lauren to be the executors now. Mm. And Uncle Adrian might go rogue. Talk to us about, yeah, if Uncle Adrian does go rogue, because a lot of people like, oh, I don't have anyone to be the executor. Like, 
you can't just like there's consequences, right? There is consequences. Yeah, you have a lot of responsibilities as an executor at law, mm. and there is um, there's things that beneficiaries can do to hold you accountable for all of those as well. You can't just mm. steal money and you know. And and, and some people might not be prepared to sign up for that either. They say, look, too much pressure on me. No, and they don't have to. Yeah. They don't have to. Even if you're appointed, um, there is the option to renounce that position yeah. and then somebody else, either the fallback person in the will or, or a beneficiary can can pick it up from there because mm. sometimes they don't even ask them and it's just a somewhat nasty surprise. Um, yeah. But, you know, on that where they might not have friends or family they trust, they can appoint a professional person, they can appoint a lawyer, they can appoint a financial planner, they can appoint anyone that they want. Yeah, because there was a comment in the Facebook group, I don't know who to have as an executor. Mm. Like you could put the executor's law firm or do you have to name an individual? It needs to be an individual. Right. Yep. Yeah, which okay. is usually just, for example, the managing director of that law firm at the time of death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. That's, that's cool. And obviously there would be probably some fees involved yes. if someone's yep. carrying that Professional out. Professional fees, yeah. Yep. And yep. so when there's an estate that's um, – getting wound up and whatnot, the estate would pay for all legal fees so an executor yep. doesn't need to fear about, oh, I've got to no, pay for all this work. No, it's not a personal fee. Yeah. No. Yeah. Can you inherit debt? No. Okay. There you go. You're such a lawyer. Which is just crazy to the point. <laughs> how many people ask yeah. that. Yeah. No, mm. if they die with nothing, it's not like a gift to Glenn from the grave. <laughs> you owe $100,000. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, in practice, mm. if... Uh, there was a single person, they had a mortgage of 500000 the house was worth 800000 so we know there's three hundred grand of meat. Yep. But they also had a $300,000 personal loan yep. for a yacht or something like that and the yacht was worth nothing because boats are worth nothing once you, you know, buy yep. them. Um, and that they died. What happens in the estate? There's nothing left. So lawyers will basically sell everything, mm-hmm. put it into the legal trust account yep. and then... Uh, Pay like, the debts back. Yeah, so there yep. could be claims on that estate. Yep. And, yep, creditors yeah. and all that sort of stuff, yep. yep. They're always paid out first and then it's only whatever's left over mm. that gets... Distributed. Yep. Mm. And the banks will be at the top of that creditor. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with wills, where do we mention children? In and and the care. So if yep. there was a, a spouse with two kids, yep. you know, a couple with two kids and they've got to do wills each, mm-hmm. would it be, okay, if I die, obviously the kids go to the surviving parent. Mm-hmm. If we both die, like do we mention kids in wills? Yep. And Put your any- choice of guardian. So, you yeah, guys so, would have so that. So in ours, yeah. uh, if we, Amy and myself, pass away at the same time, then – Glenny James. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Glenn. Uncle Glenn steps in. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. You're next on the list, mm. I think. Um, Good. They, Amy's sister yep. and my brother share the responsibility. So they make a decision at the time. Now, I don't know if that's murky or not, but that's the decision we made at the time and yep. maybe we need to review that. I don't know. But both of them are, are nice people still. Uh, so is that common? Yeah. One from yep. each side of the family. I mean, it's whatever you agree on, is that? I think and, so. It's whatever, yeah. whatever you guys. Yeah, and, and obviously, as the kids get older, it's less relevant because they're more yeah. self-sufficient. But because mm. I hear a lot of people that might may have kids, like we haven't done a will, 
because we can't decide who we want to leave our kids to. So that's to. my yeah. parents. Right. My parents were like that. It was a real right. mental block for them. Um, just by way of background, we have no extended family. So I appreciate right. that was a really, mm. um, you know, complex yeah. decision. Mind you, though, when I had this discussion with my mother, I said, well, I'm 30 now, so that doesn't really fly anymore. Uh, get yeah. in there, get it done. <laughs> yeah. And um, But, yeah, that is a real – that's probably the biggest – stumbling block that I get. When I'm getting yeah. instructions from people, that's always the thing that people say, I need to think about that. Because in the old just... church system, it's the godparents. Yeah. And, and they, they're they putting their hand up to uh, Yeah, to so I would probably say if you are in a, you know, if you've got a family unit and that mm-hmm. is one of the sticking points, mm. you've just got to sort it out. Mm. And the yeah. chances of total loss of both parents, while it can happen, mm. it is very low. Yeah, but just get the rest done. Yeah, maybe get just the leave rest the done. kids out of the will then. Leave the kids out. Don't yeah. let that be the reason why you don't do one. Because at the moment you don't have a will mm-hmm. and the kids will go wherever the state dictates. Mm-hmm. So why not at least firm up the rest of the stuff yep. so at least there's money on trust for the kids' mm. care or whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it And if you've got one child and you set that will up and say, look, this child's going to go to mm-hmm. this person – Subsequent kids are just automatically added to that. Yeah. Is it there's just wording to say? Yeah, same. And it's the same thing, you know. If you do a will for young people, mm. they might have not finished having, you know, expanding their family, and that's yeah. fine. It's just divided up between my children who survived me. Yeah. So we've we've grilled you long enough on that, but yeah, it's just a real message to myself and everyone else out there that we've just got to continually be on this. And it might be just an annual check like we do with our health and everything else, our finances, just to say, okay, has anything changed this year? Mm-hmm. If so, let's get in touch with our lawyer. And um, Yeah, and I think too, you know, your kids are getting older, so mm, there'll be certain things God. that... <laughs> <laughs> there'll be certain things that, you know, are less relevant yes. um, than others. And, you know, it's always a big thing where a couple's got very infant children mm. because there is that, it's probably a very rare risk, but there is that risk of all of them travelling together and something happening mm. all at the one time. But, yeah. uh, you know, when you get to kids of your age, it's not as often that the five of you are travelling mm. together, you know, that, that yes. risk, sort risk of minimises. minimises over time, yeah. yeah. less cool for the teenagers. Oh, 100%. Mm. Before we have a quick break, Trixie asked, should funeral wishes be included in a will? They should be. Right. It's not binding. Um, it's and also tell people where your will is. <laughs> <laughs> tell people where your will is. Um, yes, they should be. It's not binding. Um, it's an expression of a wish, but it's important in a situation where if it's your family and you're having those discussions with your spouse and your children all the time and they know what you want, that's okay. But if you're appointing me as a solicitor executor, we're probably not having that that discussion. And the first place that the executor will go to for guidance about that is in the will. Mm. And it's just one sentence. I want to be cremated and my ashes scattered here. I remember the story back at some conference I went to about all this stuff and funeral wishes like there was someone, like someone died and they're like, oh, we found the will. Oh, yeah, they wanted to be buried here. Oh, too bad there's a tin of ashes on the desk. <laughs> like, Because yeah. it just wasn't made clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say what I did, while my family do not have a copy of my will, one, they know where it is. Yep. And two, I emailed mum, my sister and my dad and at my executor, who is Tim Cooper. Yep. And I said, hey, my will's here. 
this is what's happening. If you've got any problems, I suggest you ask me now. So it was just matter of fact, if I die, you know, 50% of my assets are going to Lauren and the kids mm-hmm. and the remaining balance will go to mum and dad. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. In fact, I was prescriptive with amounts for my niece and nephews. Okay. Like, As in percentage? No, I didn't go the percentage route because I'm like, I'll probably be updating it within 10 years anyway, the yep. will. Um, and because I've got a big life insurance policy, I knew that there would be meat there. Yep. I think I mentioned $200,000 per kid mm-hmm. on trust until they're age 30. Okay. Right? Yeah, that was my next question. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't think Are they can handle it before then? Or? Well, you just don't want some kid yeah. hanging out for 200 grand to buy a new car and drink yeah. it up the wall. Yeah, like, true. I mean, the decisions they make at 30 are going to be so much better than decisions they make at 18. Hopefully. Yeah. Although yeah. I was what making some interesting trip, decisions at age 30. <laughs> what a schoolish trip. Imagine that. Yes. Oh, and the, and the friends. All right. We'll be back right after this answering more questions about wills and all the good stuff. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Radio, we are back. And before we get back into it, we just do our weekly housekeeping, uh, just to let you know what's happening in the podcast land. The first thing is John and I are hitting the road and we're visiting a lot of capital cities. We are, aren't we? Even uh, thrown Adelaide in at the last minute. Yeah, Adelaide's now in. So we're doing property events in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide and Perth. Apologies, Hobart, Canberra and Darwin. Can't get there. If you want to know why, have a look at our listenership in Darwin and then also have a look at the cost to fly from Sydney to Darwin. (laughs) It's just commercially a non-starter. I do want to get there one day and I will, promise you, I'll do something in Darwin, Mm. uh, but it will probably align more with a holiday visit or something like that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we are launching the book, Sort Your Property Out. It is available to purchase now. Uh, John, you put a lot of work into that book. You should have written that 10 years ago, but hey, we finally got it out of you. I didn't know what I knew 10 years ago. So, That's right. Yeah. But in all honesty, I was I did some ads and you may have even heard an ad today. Um, I'm like, if you're about to spend 500 grand, 600, 700, 800,000 dollars on a house, whether it's a first home to live in, 
a first investment property or a second or fifth investment property and you don't spend $30, $25 on this book, you're wild. Need your head read, don't you? Well, because you could read one thing yeah. in like the strategy thing that could be a game changer on the purchase, on the structure, on the style of asset, diversification. So, yeah, if you are interested in property, it's a great book. And if you do want to come out and see us, uh, there's a link in the show notes or you can go to sortyourpropertyout.com, buy tickets. Uh, it's $99. Um, there's drinks for the drinks hour. We'll mingle for an hour and catch up with everyone and, you know, put the drinks package on. Someone asked me if there was going to be an after party. Well, maybe, <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Budget's so a bit tighter this year. It is. Now, the book club that we're doing, um, February book is Thanks for the Feedback by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. Uh, there's also links in the show notes if you want to get on board. Basically what we're doing every month, we're talking about one book uh, and you can read it with us. And then in the Facebook group at the end of each month, we'll put a post up and you can put your comments, what you learned. And we're just, yeah, doing this as a bit of a community thing. Uh, so thanks for the feedback. Maybe I need to read that when I give you feedback, John. Learn how to do it tactfully. We can always learn, can't we? We can. And finally, if you do want a clarity call either with a a property question, you don't know whether to buy a first home, an investment and all that, John uh, is available to do clarity calls. Or if you've got a situation where you might need some broader clarity about some other financial advice things, uh, Jess Brady, who hosts our newest podcast called Financially Fierce, she also does clarity calls... um, around anything that you might need to know that might include some shares or equity or super, anything that isn't strictly property. Um, So that's available in the show notes as well. So look, we'll bounce out of the housekeeping segment, but thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you listening to the podcast. We'll get right into it now. Okay, we're back. Now, if you have been a long-time listener of the podcast, you may find Erin's voice familiar. And that's because Erin <laughs> was with us in the first year of the podcast. <laughs> almost almost got through the first year. I think a couple of months short. Um, a photo popped up the other day. I don't know if you saw no. it, but uh, yeah, you had a lot more hair. I did. That was um, at Glenn's place. In yes. my office. Yes. It was. Yeah. yeah oh, no, no. I, I, my house. Your house, yeah. yeah. The three of us on the lounge. We all looked yep. younger. Yes. Yes, and, we did. So back in 2018, Johnson. Was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. We've, we're now That's wiser. when we started. Far out. And there was so much support for getting you back on the show, by the way. That's amazing. Yeah. So welcome back. Thank you. What's your life's biggest regret? Leaving the podcast. <laughs> 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 nothing, no, seriously. About, nothing about wills and estates. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it's it's been. This is the first episode you've been back on since two thousand and probably early nineteen yep. or early, late eighteen. So it's that five years. Yeah, far out. And yeah. um, amazing. Gone. So flown. much has changed. So much, but also not but much. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the early days, we'd spend twenty minutes talking about you know. The royal marriage, yeah, the start of the yeah. money podcast, oh, and all days. that banter. So we, we spent thirty minutes before the podcast talking about life. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, so yeah, Aaron is back. Um, and interesting, this is the first week of this is money. So you're back on the first week of a podcast. Yeah, it's so. pretty cool. And there's no awkward silence. Like we're just the, no. the bang. The bang, that's what I mean. The gang's back life together. Life has changed a lot, but this yeah. has not changed. No. Yeah, and that's what I would say to Aaron. Like. 
anytime you want to jump on, yeah. get some clients or have a chat about wills and estate planning, yeah. it'll, cost text you. Us. <laughs> it'll cost you, bloody oath, it'll cost you. Um, but yeah, if you do want to get your wills and estate planning sorted and you are in New South Wales, Erin's uh, business, Devise Legal, uh, you're happy to help anyone in yeah, New South absolutely. Wales. Yep. Um, it's just, I think it's better, you know, if you're in Perth at the moment, just Google local estate planning lawyer. Like as long as you get professional help, it's sorted. Now, there was a question from Jack, lawyer drawn wills versus online tools. And there was some other commentary. Someone wrote that they're a lawyer. Yes, I did see like, that. I like it when people do it themselves. Yeah. Because. They bugger it up. They, yeah, look, and best laid plans, isn't it? Mm. You don't know what you don't know. And I think somebody um, did make that point in there. I like it when people do it themselves because then I get paid so much more to untangle it. To untangle it. So if you want to look at it, you know, generally the cost of a will, the cost of getting a will done is about one hour of litigation time. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to more than recoup. I don't want to hold you to it and you're welcome not to say the exact price because if someone listens to this in three years' time, Mm. they'll want to call you and get the exact same price and life changes. Mm. But, you know, we're recording this you know, the start of February 2024, if a couple in New South Wales wanted to reach out to you, like it's probably going to be around $800 each. Or I would think. Around would $1,500 yep. or something like that. Yep. But again, it's not really about the cost. It's about getting it done. This could be a once-off cost for the next 10 years. Yep. 15 well, years, and 20 that's, years. That's like, the thing, isn't it? Like it's it's almost like conveyancing when you're buying a property. You yeah. might pay a couple of grand, mm. but you hold that property for 10 years, mm-hmm. $200 a, a year, isn't it? Like yep. same thing yeah. here. And you get what you pay for. If you want professional services, yep. you pay for it. And I think you're paying for certainty, aren't you? Yeah. Certainty that somebody's going to tick off all those boxes that when you pass away mean that all those things aren't going to Yeah, correct. Happen. And I've seen people like friends who have got a will kit, right? Like the post office kind of DIY, yep. I've taken one look at it and it's like, it's not valid. Yep. Um, because it's not dated, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so Even little things, they'll sign in one pen and they'll get the witness to sign in, in another pen. That can be an issue. They'll date it one date on the first page and a different date on the second page. Like there's just any number of things that mm. don't seem like a big issue at the time, but then later on can yeah. be. Yeah. So Kelly's peppering you with questions, Aaron. Oh, this is a bit provocative, but read it. Let's do it. If you want to trigger the lawyer you interview, (laughs) (laughs) consider asking these questions. And look, I will say to that, I probably was triggered many years ago, but I feel like I've heard it so many times now that I'm just... Yeah, it's old hand. Yeah. Is it true, if I write in my will, if you contest this, you'll get nothing? This is watertight and will defeat all claims. Not true. If I leave my estranged kid a thousand bucks, does that mean they can't contest my will? Doesn't mean they can't contest it. Whether they're successful or not is a different issue. Good. And what's the point of a will if it can be contested? So I think I spoke to this when we first started and I said that sometimes it is more about what you don't want than what you do want. So a court will only disturb the will to the point that it needs to. So the court's starting position is always that, John, you're your own free person, you walk in and this is what you want and it will only disturb that to the extent that it needs to if somebody makes a claim. Right. So your wishes are important. Yep. On the second point, if I leave my estranged kid a thousand bucks. Mm. Does that mean they can't contest my will? So I read that as you've given an inch. It's yep. like, oh, I want them to have some money, but not yeah. all of it. Yeah. Where 
I understand you could just be like, uh, little Johnny, I've been estranged from, or you just don't mention little Johnny at all. Yeah, there's different ways you can deal with it. Yeah. Again, it's circumstantial, isn't it? It's circumstantial. Yeah. Sometimes the $1,000 might do the trick. Yeah. Other times that $1,000 will be like a red flag to a bull. And how, how much is a, a thousand as a percentage of overall giving as it. well? Yeah. Like, that's it. That's, and that's what I was saying where if, you, if you're successful or not just depends on a whole range of things. Yeah. If you've only got $2,000 and Johnny's getting half of it, yeah. if you've got $10 million, Different story. Yeah. Yeah. So don't disclose your wealth. Mean all asked a couple of questions, which we've covered a lot, but there's a um, there's a second point here. Best way to add kids into an already drawn up will. Can I just get texter out and everyone sign it, or do you just redraft it? Look, you can do a codicil. I don't like them. A what? Um, sorry, a codicil. So an amendment, almost amendment or? to your will. Um, my view, I'm not a fan. I would always encourage somebody to just do a new will. So mm. if you don't have kids in there, um, it's the process of coming back in and, and redoing it. Question, if someone had two kids and five years later another kid appeared, planned or unplanned, yep. could you write in your will, um, I want to leave my children, John, Aaron, and any additional children we may have a percentage. So you can yep. future-proof it a little yes. bit. Okay. Yep. And I'll generally ask people those questions. Yep. You've got two kids. Are you planning on having any more? Mm. Sometimes it's a firm no or sometimes it's a yes. And if it is, then that's just the way that I'd phrase it. It's just so murky, isn't it, when um, people and money get involved and combined. Like it's just you, – you see it all the time, don't you? Just uh, It's just greed, isn't it? Like it's it, the change in people. Entitlement and... Entitlement yeah. and people change when somebody passes away and there's money involved. Yeah. And I get this all the time from people where I raise these things with them and they'll say, oh, that will never happen in yeah. my family. Everybody gets along great. And I'll say, well, they do now. Yes. But you're alive. Yeah. What happens when you pass away? And you know what? Sometimes it's not even their own children. Mm. There is times where I will sit and say to clients, who do you think is the driving force behind this claim? And it's always the daughter-in-law or the yeah, son-in-law yeah. or some mm. kind of external factor that's that's driving it more than the own children. Yeah. And just as best practice, um, if you were doing a will and you had children who had a spouse, mm-hmm. you wouldn't mention the spouse's name in the will, just your own blood? Just your own blood. Yeah. Yep. And the reason why? Do you want it passing to the spouse? Probably not. Look, I have done it, Glenn. I have done it. I could probably count on one hand the amount of times where I have said to somebody, okay, if this, if your child passes away, what do you want to happen to their share? And they will say, I want it to go to their spouse. Mm. Okay. And then I'll say things to them like, okay, cool, but are you still going to want it to go to that spouse if they've remarried and got a new family? Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I go, oh, no, I don't. Or other times they will say, look, that person's been amazing to me through my lifetime and I still want it to go there. Generally, it would be the child and then the child's children. It's going to go down the line, not across. Circumstantial. Yeah, like everything. Hey, there's a question from Jessica. Probate, what is it? Mm -hmm. What do I need to know slash understand about it? Yep. So probate is the formal process of proving a will. So um, if somebody passes away and they've got assets to that need a grant of probate to be able to be dealt with, real estate is one. Um, bank accounts over a certain amount of money. Every bank's got its own requirements. That requires the executor to apply for probate. So that is a f- affidavit um, outlining all the circumstances around the world, the assets, the liabilities, the beneficiaries and all of that sort of stuff. They can't deal with any of those assets until they've got that actual 
grant of probate. Okay, just so I'm 100% clear, Yep. a grant of probate is the courts certifying that this will legally, it stands up. Yep, it stands up. And the exe- here's the executor who the grant's made to, they can now deal with the assets. But probate, mm-hmm. if something's challenged, it's usually post-probate because the will's, the will's valid. The yep. fact that someone's coming out of woodwork and challenging that would be after the fact. So there's two different ways you can challenge though. There's yep. a challenge as in... I wasn't left with enough. I'm going to challenge the will on that basis. Yeah. That is generally after the grant. Yes. As opposed to a challenge against a will on its face, as right. in that signature's forged, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. That all happens before the grant's made. Yes. Okay. That's, that's and, good. And is there a time frame in which you've got to contest that? Um, for wanting more or yeah. uh, tw- in New South Wales, 12 months from date of death. Right. It's quite a can while, get isn't it? It is quite a while. Mm. And there's also, you can uh, you can have it extended in certain circumstances where you didn't know the person had passed away but or I things mean, like that. But I mean, far out, if you're not clear with, and if you've got crazy family and all that, like a probate could take months and months, couldn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And costs lots Look, and lots. And it is taking months at the moment. Um, the court's taking months to process the applications. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm talking maybe three months-ish. Jean, just on the on the humour train today, how can I ensure my lawyer will read out my will in a dramatic oh, fashion with all my family <laughs> present a la the scene in it, Knives Out? I wish we got to do that. I feel like I would love my job so You've much never done more. that? No. You should just no, do it. I know. No, this is what everyone needs to do. Film your own video reading out your will. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because that would also count in court, wouldn't it, do you think? Or is it just the fact that, no, well, that's cute, they're just reading a will, but it shows, I guess, intent, but the will is intent anyway. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, there's no formal proof of it. It's just you could be reading anything, couldn't you? Well, if they're just reading, you know, the will verbatim, mm. I mean, it's the same I'd as the will I'd love to anyway. get just a boardroom full of people mm, and, yes. like, pull the will out and, you know, be all dramatic. You get $1,000. Yeah. You get 100 It's kind of awful. <laughs> Sorry, John, you got, they're not the getting old, anything. The old family sitting in a room together and then just lock the doors after when you leave. And then chaos. Let them just, go for it. Yeah. Put some drinks in there oh, and, like. <laughs> I mean, you, there might be wishes that. Maybe. I want my. The will is kept at this law office mm-hmm. and there's some wishes and obviously not going to be binding, mm-hmm. but I would like my family present and the lawyer to read it. Yeah, yeah. in a dramatic fashion. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Hey, there's a question here and it might be more for higher net worth individuals. Mm. Uh, testamentary trusts. Let's talk about testamentary trust provisions in wills. Do you see many of them in the wild? Yep. 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 So what are they? Testamentary trusts are just a different way of holding the assets. So instead of the assets passing directly to beneficiaries, they're in a trust. And that can be for any different number of protection reasons. Glenn's a gambler. He's going to spend it all if it goes into his hand. Um, John's in a volatile relationship. Sorry, Ames. And Amy's going to take all his money. Any of those kinds of things. Sometimes you're protecting them from external influences. Sometimes a kid might be just really easily led and might not have a great, you know, and you can see that if this kid's going to get money, people are going to come out of the woodwork and they are going to be overly generous and that sort of thing. It's a protection mechanism, but it's also tax effective and all of that sort of stuff too. Yeah. And the reason it's tax effective, I did talk about this briefly in the episodes I did about investing for kids. Mm. You know, if you set up an investment account for Macy, who's with us today, your child, Mm -hmm. um, 
she's having a hot chocolate and her headphones on and can't hear <laughs> a word we're saying. Um, <laughs> now, if you if you dropped a million dollars in an investment account for Macy today, yep. um, tax on the highest marginal tax rate for Macy. Yep. Now, if there was a million dollars in a testamentary trust, that's what they call accepted income and that would run through the normal tax rates, $18,200 tax-free. So, yep. They are useful for broader estate and tax planning. Yeah. yeah. So, so your accountant then gets involved with those discussions. Accountant, financial planner. It's probably more in practice. What would happen? You die. There's a testamentary trust provision. Yep. The estate is going to have to, or well, the trustee or the executor mm. will have to see someone to organise the funds to be invested. Mm. But I suppose in the lead up to setting that up, mm-hmm. you'd have a chat with someone like yep. that, wouldn't you? Financial yeah. planner, accountant. Yes, yeah. yes, in terms of the structure and the strategy. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. And you as a lawyer would be saying that too, wouldn't yep. you? It's like, okay, yep. who's on your team? Who do you need in your corner? I mean, mm. when I set all mine up, I remember the meeting. I had my accountant, my lawyer mm-hmm. and me and a priest at the table. No, yeah. joking, just... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, so I yeah. had both of them in, yep. in the room. Yeah. It's like, hey, you guys work this out. Yep. Yeah. I don't know you, but yeah. let's do this. It's because you may benefit from a testamentary mm. trust provision in your will, John, mm. because you're a popular author now, sort your property out and build your future. Correct. Um, very successful author. Um, yes. There could be some things that you need to consider. Yeah, well, that's high on my agenda to go home tonight and just mm-hmm. have a chat with uh, I love Hey, Amy, yeah. let's talk sexy. <laughs> and for the new, Let's get the will out. For the new listeners, <laughs> so creepy, a lot of voice. people wouldn't know that Aaron and Amy actually went to school together yes. and are good friends. Yes. Mm. And John and Aaron both this morning dropped their kids at high school for the first time. Yeah, it was tears. It was and emotional, the high school's wasn't it? next to each other. <laughs> well, it's both, funny how both it cases, comes. it was drop and run though because of traffic. Because Glenn yeah. had us here. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John's got to take a call, but we'll, we'll finish up and Donna asks a question. Mm-hmm. If I want to remove a beneficiary from a will yep. and that beneficiary has a copy of my old will that tries to contest my future will I prepare... Mm-hmm. Is it sufficient advising the lawyers in all countries ugh, where we have assets to be aware of that situation, you know, an ex-sibling slash toxic and all that stuff? So when you create a new will, it by default makes previous wills invalid. Yes. So I honestly would be asking you, Aaron, mm. if... I had a, a will that had a toxic ex in it. I would be telling my family and my close next of kin and all that, yep. hey, I've updated my will. It's at this legal office. Because all this would come out in probate. Yeah, and look, the law does set out in New South Wales who can obtain a copy of a will. You can obtain a copy of a will if you are named as a beneficiary in an earlier will. Okay, just for completeness. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think... In these situations, it's good to understand and ask the question, but it all goes back to you've just got to do the best thing possible to have the best shot of clarity. Yep. And I think making it known to your current friends and family, family yep. that this is my current will, it's been updated, um, I've removed my ex, this is where the new will's kept. And you'd think if you were deceased and that new will went to the court for probate yep. and 
old mate or old gal came out of the woodwork, go, no, I'm listed in the will, mm. it's going to be dated prior to the yes. new one that they've got anyway. So yep. I think it is a low chance of issues, but get advice and follow that advice. Get advice. And also whether they're a person that can contest it or not too depends on where they sit. Yeah, well, we've, we've had a big chat about wills and all that today. Um, anything that you wanted to talk about wills and estate plan that we didn't get to in finishing or anything I like that? I don't think so. I just really like to stress the importance of it. Yeah. Just get it done. Um, and I appreciate that for a lot of people, they don't want to think about it, but you will feel so much better once you do. It's just one of those life boxes you can tick, get it done. Don't think about it again. And that's what I just really want to stress. If you are single and you don't have a property, for example, please, if you only had $500 to spend, get a power of attorney first. If you can, just get it all. Yep. But I honestly think for young, fit and healthy people with no assets, the power of attorney is probably more important. And there's probably going to be lawyers out there jumping down the headphones at me, mm-hmm. but I'm just like really triaging. If money was really limited and you had one money to spend, you do the power of attorney. Now, if you had a family and property and you only had limited money, get the will. Yes. And you've got kids and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So this is why we have this stuff as the foundations of the Sound Financial House. Get out of debt, get a cash flow system, get an emergency fund, yep. get your insurances in place, get your estate planning sorted, then worry about investing. Yep. And this is the whole thing, everyone. If I can have a education point to my listeners... If you're putting $500 a week into a share investment and you don't have your will and estate plan and you're saying, I can't afford it, shut up. Pause your investing for two or three weeks. Get it done. Go get your estate planning done, then continue your investing. It's as simple as that. If you're doing $200 a week, $100 a week, pause all your investing. If you're paying down extra debt repayments over the minimum to get out of debt, pause that stuff, get your estate planning sorted. Simple as that. We'll put a link in the show notes to Devise Legal if you're in New South Wales, want to reach out to Erin, get your will sorted. She's great. You're great. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for joining us back on the podcast, Erin. We'll see you later in the year. Yes. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live and work and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to this podcast. If you are interested in furthering your education around money, your career, or property, we have three books that might help. Check out Sort Your Money Out, Sort Your Career Out, and Sort Your Property Out. Find these wherever good books are sold or via the link in the podcast show notes. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.